It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. With us now, our first guest of this Friday show, Kim Strassel, Potomac Watch columnist at the Wall Street Journal, Fox News contributor. Her latest book is Resistance at All Costs. And Kim, it's always good to have you here. Hi, Guy. It's always great to be here. Before we get into the elections that just happened last week, and you've written a column about it, a wake-up call, all of this, I do want to get your reaction to some breaking news earlier today, the Attorney General Merrick Garland making an announcement, maybe not a stunning announcement, but an announcement that has clearly been impacted by something that happened earlier in the week and a whole saga that we've been covering here on and off, and I know you've weighed in on multiple times. Here is what Attorney General Garland said. The Justice Department cut 27 today. The Department of Justice has long recognized that in certain extraordinary cases, it is in the public interest to appoint a special prosecutor to independently manage an investigation and prosecution. Based on recent developments, including the former president's announcement that he is a candidate for president in the next election, and the sitting president's stated intention to be a candidate as well, I have concluded that it is in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. Such an an appointment underscores the department's commitment to both independence and accountability in particularly sensitive matters. It also allows prosecutors and agents to continue their work expeditiously and to make decisions indisputably guided only by the facts and the law. All right, Kim. So special counsel, another one now appointed, this time involving President Trump. It's a, not quite the same circumstances as the last one with Mueller and all of that. But here's another special counsel. This involves the Mar-a-Lago raid and investigations into the former president, who, as you just heard there, Garland saying is now an announced candidate for president again. Uh, he, Garland, works under the sitting president who says he's planning to run again. And so they're handing this off to have an independent look at it from a federal prosecution perspective. Uh, Just what your reaction, what is your reaction uh, to this decision from the attorney general today? Yeah, to start with, I heard the attorney general say, in extraordinary circumstances, were it be that these were relatively rare in extraordinary circumstances, we have special counsels all over the place. And I would just note that it's always in order to kind of clean up a political mess created by an entity of the Department of Justice itself. So Mueller was there to look into uh, a Russia collusion hoax that the FBI fabricated. Uh, Durham is there to clean up behind Mueller, who didn't do his job. Uh, Now we have this new special counsel that's going to look into this affair, which is only happening because the Department of Justice took the unprecedented step to raid the house of a former president over what is essentially now people are beginning to admit a document dispute. Remember all the conversation about how he might have nuclear codes? Well, apparently now all the media is saying, well, it just turns out this might have been some things he wanted to keep. You know, did we really need to go through all of this? So now here we are. I guess in terms of this decision itself, I don't really like it in that one problem with special counsels that they often 
offer the appearance of political insulation without actually persuading anyone that there really is. Um, any decision by this prosecutor, Smith, to indict will still be seen as political by vast parts of the America. Um, I think it could also prolong all of this because Smith is now going to have to get up to speed. Um, and, you know, the other thing, too, is if Donald Trump did go out and announce because he wanted to forestall something like this, it's just going to further allow him to claim he is a victim here of Department of Justice, you know, palace intrigue. So that's I mean, I generally agree with basically everything that you said there. And I honestly can I just like feeling this sense of absolute fatigue from all of this. And it's not because I'm tired of Trump specifically or tired of the investigations into Trump and how some of them look political. It's like just all of it combined over these last few years. Like I'm struggling to muster the enthusiasm to even lead a conversation about it on the show right now with you. And that's kind of how I felt in the last hour reacting very briefly because I was off the show the last two days I was traveling. So I hadn't reacted officially or formally to President Trump's announcement uh, that he's running again for 2024. And I, you know, I had like three or four minutes to fill. And of course, I have thoughts. I just don't really want to be talking about him running for president right now. I just want to sort of get to Thanksgiving, step away from politics for a little while, enjoy the holidays and Christmas, and then, you know, start to figure out who's going to start announcing and when. And the, the next cycle will start ramping up soon enough. But it just, you know, my, my brain is crowded with this stuff. And I just wonder how you feel about President Trump's uh, announcement on Tuesday and if that plays into your overall analysis of the midterms that we just got finished with. And in fact, there are still some races uncalled. Here we are, what, a Friday after the Friday following the election. And there are still some races uncalled, which I think is an indictment of the system in some of these states in terms of the way that they count. But also it underscores that we're still processing what just happened and to be already looking ahead to 2024 is just, I'm, I'm just not terribly uh, sort of, I'm not zoned in on that. I'm sort of zoned out on that still. Yeah. You know, what really struck me about the announcement guy is that forget that I am exhausted and not interested in this. Nobody else seemed to be either. Um, And that was really notable to me. You know, Donald Trump is not the first former president to make another run at the White House. Um, But what's been really notable, if you look through history at those guys, because of their their prior positions as president of the United States and of the heads of their party, when they began those runs, they began them with the support of a huge chunk of their party infrastructure, you know, the the important and elected officials and important fundraisers. And, you know, they kind of had a lot of momentum. You look down there at Mar-a-Lago on Tuesday, there was really almost no elected officials other than Madison Cawthorn. Um, Even Ivanka Trump doesn't think this is a good idea and is not going to be taking part in it. Uh, Yeah, she she announced she would not be involved in this in this campaign. At all, or in politics, not just that, but were he to be reelected, she's not going to be involved in politics going forward. You know, you would expect a president, uh, people who had worked in the past for a president who did this, uh, to have that loyalty. Uh, In fact, there was 
really nobody from Trump's cabinet or former White House or administration there other than like a handful of people. A lot of the folks that did watch it were dismissive of it online. Uh, the fundraisers are all bailing the mega donors. Uh, and you know this, I think, really to me sums up that everybody is still absorbing this, as you said. But to me, the takeaway lesson, the thing that fundamentally shifted in the days following last Tuesday was Republicans woke up and realized just how big a liability Donald Trump potentially is for the Republican Party, and that this whole belief that he's the guy that decides who wins elections is not the case because he actually managed to lose a bunch of elections for people this time, and that they may need to now start looking for a different future. Well, I mean, that's part of it, right? So like in 2016, you got to hand it to him. He went up against this massive, you know, death star of a machine in Clinton world and the Democrats got absolutely obliterated in terms of spending. The media was all against him. A lot of the Republican Party was at least somewhat against him, and he won anyway, right? And he had to really get this inside straight and run the table in only this very narrow way to lose the popular vote and win the presidency the way that he did, but he did it. And then he was president for four years and got a lot of stuff done, much of which, I, much of which rather, I thought was, was good. Um, however, I think one of the things that may have crystallized in a lot of people's minds last Tuesday and then waking up Wednesday and as these days now have unfolded with the counts, the idea that the Republicans will just, you know, win by default because the Democrats are bad, I mean, that's, that's gone. That is what they were supposed to have just done, and they didn't. They barely won the House. They didn't win the Senate. They lost governorships. So it's not sort of like, oh, the Democrats are awful, and so people are going to come flocking back to the GOP. That didn't just happen. Why is that? And you look to 2018 when the Democrats had a blue wave, 2020 when Joe Biden won and beat Trump, 2021 when the Democrats swept those runoff elections in Georgia, therefore and thereby winning the U.S. Senate, and now a really historically underwhelming performance by the Republicans in 2022, where the circumstances seem to be like perfectly aligned for a big red wave, and it didn't really happen. And Trump, I don't deserve, I don't think he deserves all the blame for that, but I think he deserves absolutely some of it. I mean, that's a lot of elections in a row that I just mentioned after the 2016 sort of black horse event or black swan event, I should say, uh, where things haven't really gone well. And I just wonder, are there Republican voters who are starting to associate the lack of winning, including winnable races that has happened during this period of Trump being the most prominent Republican in the country? And are people now willing to move on from him because of that. I think those are still open questions, but I think that maybe more people are open to it now than they were even a month ago. Well, especially those who are doing the compare and contrast, right? You just laid out the losses and the thing that they have in common, which is often Donald Trump either being overshadowing the party or having picked the candidates that managed to lose. But compare that to the winning of the past couple of years, because there has been that too. Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, 
who very much had his own brand and did not suck up to Donald Trump, uh, but ran on his own issues. Ron DeSantis, who just a couple of days before the election was getting lambasted and taunted by the president, who did not get the president's endorsement, but absolutely had one of the most stunning victories in, 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 in Florida ever. Brian Kemp. Remember, Donald Trump actually stood up a candidate to primary him, uh, saying that it was his mission to get rid of Brian Kemp in Georgia because of his grievances over what happened in the 2020 election. Uh, Brian Kemp not only defeated David Perdue in that primary, he went on to a stomping victory over Stacey Abrams. You know, and the, the lists go on in that way. But what we're finding is that voters really want people who are not looking backward, okay, but who are looking forward and also who are providing kind of some of those straightforward things that are still just, they draw Americans, you know, a good economic environment, uh, low taxation, school choice. Like, how can you make my life better on a day-by-day -day basis? They are tired, like we are, guy of special counsels and impeachments and, you know, the back and forth and election fraud scenarios. They just want to be able to go to the grocery store and have a dozen eggs not cost so much. Yeah, no, I, I think that that right there is basically the message that Republicans, for the most part, ran on right this year. Things costing less so they could freeze out inflation and, and put an end to some of this madness in terms of spending and that you don't get you know carjacked on your way to the grocery store. Vote for us. And that generally should be a pretty successful message in the environment and you know in the position the first midterm of a new president all that stuff we've been through all of it and then it just kind of fizzled out a little bit republicans will have some more power uh, i think that's good but not nearly as much as they ought to and people are wondering why and i think it's an interesting conversation that's going to continue and i think you just spoke there for a lot of people Kim Strassel at the Wall Street Journal, Fox News contributor. Kimberly, have a great weekend. Have a great Thanksgiving if we don't talk, and we'll talk again soon. You too, Guy. Have a great Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. That's Kimberly Strassel on The Guy Benson Show. Much more still to come. Don't go anywhere. That was this week's edition of The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.